0: Killers, I want to welcome you to my live call tonight, and it's with the question: Should you push your people? And for those of you that do not know me, I've been involved in network marketing for over 40 years. Yes, it hasn't killed me. I share a lot of what I've learned in my journey on these live calls. I started in this business totally broke, sold a junk truck to get started, put $200 into my business, and for the last almost 28 years, I've been full-time in network marketing. I'm gonna. And that is, and that is the question, should you push your team? I remember I saw a cartoon one time and it had to do with a first century slave master and he was standing above 50 men that were all sitting, getting ready to row the boat, right? This ship, that's how they did it back then. And uh, anyway, but he was holding a, a, a whip and then the ship captain Just behind them yelled out, I just hired a motivational expert. Enjoy. (laughs) You know, that's so that's the way it is with some uplines, okay? I mean, they push, they shout, they direct, they command, all these things. Tonight, let's look at it just a little bit differently, though. Is there a different way to do it? and it's been my experience in 40 years of network marketing there is though I had to gradually learn all these things it did not happen overnight I can remember when I was sort of a boss too and I see that with a lot of people in in the business today that they worked hard in the beginning nice to see you Alan they worked hard in the beginning they built trust they had a good bond with their team. They were available. They were relatable. They were vulnerable. And later, they yeah, after they their checks were up where they wanted them, whatever wherever that is, ten twenty thousand dollars a month, whatever that is. Uh, then they got into management mode. Management mode. Commander in chief yeah one of the things that you don't want to do in this business so what we want to do is we want to find ways to motivate a team without being bossy without being pushy and without managing management is the one you know it's it's like they look at reports and say okay i need some volume in this leg Uh uh-huh i need some uh, enrollees under this person In order for them to rank where I need them to rank because then I will rank higher Uh, okay nothing wrong with paying attention to reports but when it becomes management that's when you don't grow anymore you're not gonna grow yourself and you're not gonna grow your team and then actually we become an example of that instead of inspiring people to lead them what we do is we're managing them and then what are they doing to their downlines managing They're only concerned about rank positions and volume, but it's not about growth. Let me tell you something, if it's not about growth, it's all gonna come to an end one day, sooner than you want. And that's the reason why we never, never wanna do that. But being pushy is all part of it, isn't it? There's no question about it, no question at all. When it comes to leadership, it's about getting people to do what they would normally never do on their own (laughs) that's right that's what leadership is about getting people to do what they would never do on their own that is so left to their own devices people will only perform at average and probably even below that and that's the reason why yes we have to use our influence we have to use our in our leadership but what we're not doing is we're not treating them like underpaid employees that we don't value and that's some of the mentality out there they treat people like their employees not realizing that they can quit they can go join another team or another company and that happens all the time and then they get mad they get they're angry at those people when they don't look in the mirror so that's the thing we want to avoid the trap and that's the management trap so again Remember this, when it comes to leading those people, it cannot, they got to see it as coming from themselves. In other words, any performance that they do, it's not because you told them what to do, it's because you inspired them to do it. You inspired them to do it. They saw it coming from themselves, not because you told them to do something. What's great about that is that's a fire that doesn't easily ever get burned out or put out. Not unless they're mistreated later on, we'll talk about that in a second. But if they they feel that it's coming from themselves, and it's no doubt because, again, you inspired them to do that, they own it, they own it. And they're gonna wake up every day and kindle that fire They're going to feed that fire. So only by doing that and making that transition, helping them make that transition from follower to leader, if we do it that way and only that way, are we going to lock them in? And that's what we want to do with our leadership. And that's what leadership is getting them to do things that they would never never do on their own because they didn't believe it. Again, I, when they join you, their excitement level's a 10, but their belief level is an eight. Or excuse me, a two, there we go. Yeah, their excitement level is a 10, their belief level is a two. How do you get them to an eight? That's what I was gonna say. How do you get them to an eight? See, that's the key. And that's what you have got to do as a leader. And, it, and again, it's not by telling them what to do. It's by inspiring them into action. That's the key. And that's the difference. It's, you know, it's sort of like uh, the difference between motivation and inspiration, you know? Motivation lasts for a moment. How many, peop- how many people go to an Eric Worre GoPro uh, event? Or even some of Ray Higdon's events? different events they walk out all jazzed and then they go back to the same old habits they had before see again it's breaking them out breaking them out of that state and it's not too difficult to do I mean it's it's just a matter of paying attention to things so what we want to do is be an example of what's possible to these people and that is be vulnerable talk to them Talk to your leaders about the challenges you went through. If you make it look like you were always so strong, you were always so incredible that you, you know, you, you broke all the, the records and because you're totally awesome. And you might be, that's going to bite you in the butt It really is because they're going to say, yeah, you're totally awesome. You're totally Superman. You're totally unbelievable. And I wish I could be like you. I just don't think I can do it. And that's what they think inside. So sell our shortcomings more than what stands out about us as being so great. You know, you might be in the company's website or a magazine or, you know, you're talked about in Facebook groups. It's okay. Nothing wrong with that. But understand there's downsides to all of that. I mean I you know it's at at the, at the level that I've achieved in my lifetime in network marketing, I have to not downplay it, just don't talk about it because I know it's available to an average person, so it's even more challenging for me, so i have to I would have to work hard in that area and be just aware of that. So keep in mind people can't imagine more than double what they're currently earning at their job and some don't have jobs now so if somebody had a job where they were making $30,000 a year or $40,000 a year I think they pay policemen $40,000 in some of these cities that they want to defund them okay but imagine that he would never be able to imagine more than 80 anything beyond that is just sounds like a pyramid scheme doesn't it so yeah so we see today a lot of people a lot of, a lot of leaders have placed emphasis on rank positions rank positions or the pile theory I, I can remember many years ago probably 30 years ago I can remember saying that to someone the pile theory have you never heard the pile theory the pile theory goes like this we're talking about piles of money Uh, when your pile is higher than my pile I'll listen to you until then listen to me that's the pile theory (laughs) if you haven't heard that that, this is this is all important cliches of the MLM past right yet alive from northeast India good to see you but if, but the pile theory, I can remember that was a common phrase in the 80s. When your pile is bigger than mine, I'll listen to you. Till then, you listen to me. So it was all about ranks, and and the emphasis was on superiority versus inferiority, and that's what it did. It made people and downlines feel inferior, and the uplines totally unrelatable. You know, so that and and, and that old schooling still uh, thinking still goes on you know many and still happens a lot today practice distancing and what i mean by distancing is that they distance themselves from people of a lesser rank and they do that to motivate them to work harder so that they can move up to that person's rank and only then will they be allowed in their circle only then. It's really true. I remember one time I had a party here, had a large group of leaders here, and, uh, it was a top pin in our company. Great guy, great guy, but that, that's uh, something that they practice is distancing. And I had a friend that, uh, wanted to come over that was actually in, in, in that person's downline. And she was a friend of mine in uh, South Carolina and I said, come on over. And it was really funny. Uh, she came up to me during the party and said, you know what? They won't talk to me or he won't. And, and uh, he won't talk to me. And I laughed and I said, well, you know how it is, right? You got to move up in rank and, and that's not my practice. That's not what I, but that's his and that's, that's okay. I mean, if that's the way they do it, I'm not going to be judgmental of it. I just, I understand what it is. Um, I can remember a long time ago back in, when was this year, 1998, 1998. I remember I had a sponsor back then and he, um, called me up one day. He said, Hey, I want to let you know, we're changing our whole Event training programs our events how we do them Uh, And we've got the trainers who designed the amway system, and that's what we're going to so I want you on a conference call And you're going to be briefed on how we're going to do this And I said, okay Well, I didn't know what they were going to talk about Anyway, uh, and so we get on the call and and so it was explained to me that here's what here's the system and what we do we fly you to places that you don't have downlines because the guy that's from out of town that they don't know that comes in with the heavy briefcase, that guy they'll listen to. And we'll fly people to where your downlines are, and it's the same thing. And we rotate that throughout the United States. So they're going to pick you up at the airport, they're going to take you to your hotel room, you're going to have a bottle of champagne on your table with flowers and cookies whatever and then we're gonna take you to the event in the back room and you wait and then we're gonna get everybody pumped up everybody pumped up about you we've already been promoting you for weeks so they're so excited so ready and then you know it's gonna be boom fireworks and we're bringing you out um, on the stage and you You, you, you you inspire them, tell your story, whatever, and then you go in the back room and then we get you in the limo and we take you in that limousine back to the hotel room. And I said, so I don't go out and shake any hands. I don't meet any of these people. Oh, no, no, you never do that. You never do that. They're not in your circle. To meet you is, it's gotta be like a dream. It's an accomplishment, and the only way they'll do it is if they move up to your rank. I said, but that's not fun. And they said, it is the way we do it. (laughs) I thought, this is not fun. I like to get out and shake hands and meet people. So sure enough, I fly out up north, up northeast somewhere, I think it was New Jersey, and they picked me up in a limo and that's what they did. Go to the hotel, champagne, flowers, cookies, off to the event, I'm in the back room. I go out, do my thing, finish it, go to the back. They take me back to the hotel room. I have dinner alone and come um, the next day. I hated that. <laughs> I hated that, but distancing was a practice. It's, so here's the thing, you know, um, I don't know. To me, I think the best thing that you can do is make your people feel like family. So if you want to inspire and ignite a team, create a brotherhood in that. I mean, you look at the Black Lives Matter movement, for example, okay? I shake my head about a lot of things that that's going on with that organization. But the one thing that brought a lot of those people together is they wanted to belong to something. They wanna believe in something. And they all got different ideas about what that means. The one thing that you have to do is do that with your people. Create a culture. What your culture is about. If it's about helping locally in, in in the areas where you live, helping those that need uh, resources, food, Um, children that need uh, maybe a foster parent. I mean, there's so many different things that you could just write out the values about your team. Discuss it with your team. Remember this, involvement creates commitment. When you get your team involved and you're you're not the person that makes all the decisions, many hands make work light, right? Get them involved and say, hey, what are some of the values you think our team should be about? Thank you, Eden. What 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 are what are we? What defines what we are? What are we? And I'll tell you, you get your 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 people are rallying around that. It's got nothing to do with your products. It's got nothing to do with your company. It's got nothing to do with your compensation plan. But you're creating culture but You're also getting your people involved, you're not playing yourself as the expert. You're saying, What do you think? I'm telling you right now, I'll listen to somebody who, who's at the first rank position of our company, no problem. The company I joined 21 years ago, I'll, I have no problem. Somebody from that first rank position wants to share something that they think would be helpful. I don't say, Well, you know, when your pile is bigger than mine, I'll listen to you until then. Shut up, <laughs> you know. No. I'm, I've, I've listened to some very brilliant people. Wisdom has got nothing to do with rank and money. What did Jesus say? Out of the mouths of babes, God has brought praise. Out of the mouths of babes. Okay? Jesus astounded his teachers at the age of 11 in the temple, stumping them with questions. So the thing is, I'll listen to anybody that wants to share something. Hey, I got a good idea. Okay, let's hear it, what's up? And the other thing too is we have to all understand we are trained to do things in a certain way. Now, when those things don't work anymore, we come up with the wrong reasons for it. Generally, it's wrong. And generally, there is a shift, a shift in technology, a shift in society, a shift in the way people want to do things but we haven't come around to that yet we want to insist that people do it our way so the thing is listening to younger people is something I love to do I love to do but here's the thing start and here's another action step start looking for those things that you can admire about in your leaders I mean, we are hard critics when it comes to ourselves. I can be very critical to myself. You know, Jeff, that was stupid. I can't believe you said that, man. What, what, what were you thinking, you know? Yeah. Okay. Uh, we can be that way with ourselves. So just understand that people are that way, but when they hear commendation, that's like pouring water on a rose that hasn't had any rain in weeks. Commendation is so important because when you tell your leaders, I believe in you, I believe in you. I mean, that is such a healing on a soul when people feel lost, when people feel worthless, when people feel they're not good enough for this business. But we have to get good at that. Get our minds off ourselves develop a servant mentality. And this is the opposite of what a lot of people teach or really the way they act, the way they behave. It's really true. Distancing is not something I support, but it's but if somebody does it, I'll never be critical of them. The thing is, we've got to get our people involved and make them feel a part, like they're part of a movement. Now, here's the other thing, too. Let them run at their speed. Again, once we start managing and once we start telling them what to do and how fast they, I remember one time I was on a call one time. I was on a call one time and I remember this this guy says, hey, I got somebody in. I want want you to do a three-way. I want you to edify me and blah, 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 blah. I said, okay. I got on there. And then the guy said, told the girl, said, listen, I want you to go 100 wide. And when we got off that call, that girl called me and said, I don't want to speak to that man again. I know what he was doing. He's just trying to manipulate me to get volume out of me so he can qualify. He blew his credibility. Yeah. I remember another memory going back to 1989. When I was in Birmingham, Alabama, this big time upline rolled into town. By the way, he's not in network marketing anymore, but he was a big, huge success then, made a big splash. But I can remember listening to him and here were his words, and this was 1989. I remember it very clearly. He says, I'm gonna tell you people something. If you don't get off your butts, I'm gonna come back into this town, run ads in the newspaper, And I'm going to recruit your father and your mother out from under you. Those were his exact words. And I can remember that. 1989. I thought, wow. Wow, dude. You are something. You are something. And if that's what I got to be to be successful in network marketing, it's not for me it's not for me but I hung in there I hung in there here's the thing we have to let people run at their own speed now we can inspire them you you play that leadership role the the speed of the leader determines the speed of the path some of them just have different circumstances we don't know what they're going through in their life their problems what they're dealing with Um, and they have different obligations I say welcome them, welcome them wherever they are, cheer them on, cheer them on. thing that we need to do, and you heard me say this before, get something positive happening their first month in the business. Their first month in the business, their excitement levels of 10, their belief levels of two, you wanna move it up. You wanna move that up because once you get those two aligned, watch out you have a superstar in the making. So those are my thoughts tonight I wanted to share with you and uh, you know, is that is that we cannot push, we have to inspire our leaders. Show that love, give them a lot of love and treat them like precious people that they are. They voluntarily agreed to sign up into your team to make you money. And we didn't deserve that, but they did it. We might've asked them to do it and they did, but it's not because we're so great and we're so awesome. We took an interest in that person and we showed them an incredible opportunity. Now what we gotta do is give them that service back. We don't do it for them. We allow them the dignity for that recognition for any success they get. But what we do is we inspire them, we lead them, we support them. So thank you, Mindy. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you, Eden, and so many of you for being on this live call. Now my 18-year-old son made me dinner and he's into this cooking thing now, I don't know why, but he has a passion for it and he's very good. And me, I would burn a house down. So I think I'm gonna go find him right now. So everyone, Have a great evening, and I'll, uh, let's see, Friday will, no, what is today? What is today? I don't even know that. Today's Wednesday, yeah. So Friday, uh, it'll be Q&A. Look forward to seeing you. So see you then, and thanks for getting on tonight. And if you got value, share it. By the way, my book, Reaching the Peak, is on Amazon, Reaching the Peak. It's in Spanish as well. So I always, George always reminds me to say that at the end. Anyway, have a great evening. Talk to you soon.